0: Welcome to ConExpo ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers, with your host Peggy Smedley. Welcome back to ConExpo ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. I'm your host Peggy Smedley. Our first guest today is a building scientist and engineer who is passionate about reducing building energy through education. She. Uh, exposes customers to the latest high-performance building design tools and provides training on how to use them. Please welcome Stephanie Egger, who's a Technical Evangelist for Autodesk AEC Generative Design. Stephanie, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Stephanie, we're delighted to have you on the show. So I thought we'd start off by really talking about all this green building in general, and I guess why are are, I guess, high-performance or even energy-efficient buildings so important today? I mean, we talk about them so much, but does it really matter?
1: Yeah, let's get back to the basics. So the urban-built environment is responsible for most of the world's fossil fuel consumption and greenhouse gas emissions. And buildings you know, buildings themselves are such a high-energy hog, really, is kind of how we refer to them. Um, and they're most of the time they're using up non-renewable energy resources. So you look around any major city today, and even outside the major cities, we're just seeing constant growth. Cities are growing, suburbs are growing, there's a lot of new construction going on. So in order to make sure that you know, these buildings are, are being done in a way that they're going to be able to sustain and, and they have a long lifetime ahead of them for our ever-growing population. We really need to make sure that they're going to be as efficient as possible and make sure that they can provide what they need to provide for the building's occupants in a sustainable way.
0: So, Stephanie, I have to ask this question, really. I thought it was people that were energy hogs, not necessarily buildings that were energy hogs. Are they both, or is it really the building that's the energy hog?
1: (laughs) Well, you know, I often kind of joke around, you know, you can design the most beautiful, perfect net zero building And then you can put occupants in there, and they'll open windows when they're not supposed to and crank up the heat when it's not needed. And, yeah, that can definitely drive up energy use and energy costs of, you know. But we forget oftentimes, you know, a building exists to what does it exist for to house people.
0: So we really have a double whammy there is what you're saying. So you put the people and the building together, and you just have, you know, clearly not a green footprint. You clearly have energy hogs that are to the max right there.
1: Right, right. You know, because we're the building, you know, we want to keep it cool and comfortable for the occupants. We want to make sure it's safe, that they're getting fresh air. Uh, And so a lot of those requirements, yes, they're definitely going to drive up energy usage.
0: So how does technology then help to improve this? Because I think a lot of people don't necessarily really want to be, you know, we use the term energy hog, you know, being kind of facetious in some ways but i don't think people necessarily want to be energy hogs or we want our buildings to be i think sometimes if we're aware of what we're doing we probably would want a greener footprint we probably would change our habits if we recognize and we had the data that said wow we are just wasting a lot of energy i think more of us would be more conscientious if we knew what we were doing
1: yeah, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And the key there really is the awareness. Oftentimes we're not aware until after the building has been constructed. We fill it up with people. Maybe we realize that our mechanical system isn't operating the way we intended it to, and therefore it's, it's kind of driving up our, our energy costs, and it's, it's really making that energy hog. Or maybe we realize something else happened, and we're realizing all of these issues really later at the stage of occupancy, which really isn't ideal. Um, You know, the role I see technology playing is it's taking out that guesswork, that level of uncertainty of, okay, here we are, we're we're working on a building. Let's, fingers crossed, you know, it's going to be net zero when we're done with it. Um, Technology can really be used in the earliest stages of that design process to really help the designers, the engineers, the architects, the owners, anyone involved, really understand what they can expect and follow through with those expectations and goals in terms of performance. We use that term
0: net zero. For the average person listening that is is trying to understand what do we really mean when we want to get to net zero?
1: Right. So there's, you know, several different versions of net zero um, that we can talk about. But really in terms of the it can be we can look at it most simply as What is the required energy to amount to run this building? Are there renewables? So what we're saying net zero, we're really talking about what uh, what is the required energy to run this building, you know, to keep the lights running, to keep the mechanical system running. And we want to keep that as low as possible. Now we can always add things such as renewables, such as maybe we put some solar panels on our building, and we can use that to offset the energy operational cost.
0: So when we look at that, we're really looking at using the best technology to make that building as energy efficient. So are there specific types of projects or um benefits that you've seen that we should put into place when looking at constructing or maybe even retrofitting a specific building that makes sense
1: yeah so I mean in the, in the staying in the theme of technology in terms of you know what we can do um, you know performance energy building and performance modeling is so important nowadays. And there's really no excuse not to because we kind of talked about that technology. That's making it easier and easier to access the information required. It's really, you know, making expert knowledge more accessible. So there's a lot of of back-of-the-envelope calculations and tips and tricks that people who have been in the industry for years know about designing energy-efficient buildings. Uh, technology, these new technologies that are coming about in terms of energy modeling and predictive behavior modeling, these can really bring a lot of that uh, knowledge that has kind of been kept with the experts and bring it much to the wider group so all designers, architects, engineers have access to it and can use that information to leverage and, and make better and more informed design decisions.
0: Looking at these buildings today, and you talk about you know predictive modeling, and we 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 use the idea with a lot of data, you know the predictive modeling and we're talking about simulation and how some of this advanced technology can improve performance and efficiency. Are we talking about now we have a much more collaborative approach in in interacting a, in a building than we've ever had before? when we were all kind of doing things in very islands of automation when we were putting up a building today we have to collaborate so much more when we put up a building so is is this all changing the way things are done in the field at the job site than what we ever because we have more access to more information about that can do things more efficient more effectively more productively are we seeing a change in the way an architect collabs, uh, collaborates with a sub and a GC is, is this whole environment changing and that's what m- is also making you know the way we're doing things different from the job site?
1: right absolutely and, and one of the things that's you know been working on changing those relationships and those those collaborative efforts is building information modeling then. And we see a lot of this green and sustainable technology, energy modeling, performance modeling, tacking on to to essentially the BIM train, right? As BIM is working to uh, provide a more collaborative platform for everyone involved in the design process, the the benefit is also now all of that performance information is tacked on to that and tacked onto that piece. So it's really quick to see all right, if we, you know, need to remove these shaves or something needs to be value engineered out, what are the implications going to be then on the building's performance? Is that really going to be a big hit in, you know, us achieving perhaps a net zero goal?
0: It's interesting you talk about BIM. We've been talking about BIM for years, but it's surprising how few companies are still using them and it's still very in its novice stages being truly implemented, even at some of the largest construction firms in the world. Uh, We still have a long way to go to really maximize the ability and the benefits of BIM. Are are you still seeing that, that BIM still has a a long way to go and there's still a lot of benefits of understanding how you can truly maximize BIM collaboratively?
1: You know, I think BIM is constantly growing. Uh, you know, we see firms who are adopting it uh, really, really rigorously, really quickly. They're trying to grow and expand in their practice as much as possible. Um, and we see also, you know, we see other firms who are, you know, they are they are, they are still working. It is a challenge. It's not something that's going to happen overnight, especially for a large firm. But as then grows and it starts, To deliver more and more you know one of those of course in my opinion biggest benefits is going to be all of the sustainable and performance design information that's going to become accessible I think more and more people are going to you know need to and have to turn to them to to really be part of a more holistic you know design and construction process
0: so tell me looking at it all right now where do you think it is Where do you see, we've just got about 30 seconds left, where do you see green building (laughs) and construction headed?
1: Um, I am really excited for what is coming in terms of occupancy. There's a lot of really exciting work now going on in building sensors and data monitoring and how all of that information, monitoring the information, can feed back into the design process.
0: I think it's a great thing. Stephanie, thank you for being with us. We enjoyed the
1: conversation, and we hope you'll come back and talk to us soon. Yeah, thanks so much for having me.
0: Thank you. Well, this was Stephanie. She joined us from Autodesk talking so much about green building, and those are kind of things that you have to think about at your construction site. And we're going to continue to talk more about how do we have a green sustainability and looking at a greener environment. But we've got more to talk. We're done with this segment. But stick around, and if you haven't checked out the ConExpo, website, you know, register for the event that's going to be in March 2017. Go up to the website. You can certainly start doing that. And always check out at our 365 newsletter, and you'll get all the news and much more as we keep talking about BIM and so many more about all this new technology. We'll be right back. Stick around.
1: Identity theft costs over $20 billion a year. When was the last time you changed all of your passwords? Don't be a victim. The nonprofit Securing Our eCity Foundation is here to support you. They serve individuals, families, seniors, businesses, and nonprofits throughout San Diego, helping to make a safer cyber experience for all. For more information, visit securingourecity.org or call 619 630 2444.
0: so many get on the right path and be clear about what they were born to do take the first step for realizing the life you deserve and desire by visiting the reinvention today no more delays no more denial reconnect with your true self learn to live with purpose and conviction and become who you were born to be the world is waiting for you what are you waiting for log on to the reinvention workshop.com that's the reinvention workshop.com